about to say, welcome back to Meech Speaks. Welcome back to Meech Speaks. Meech Speaks. Welcome back to 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 Meech Speaks. I want to say something. A pie, motherfucker. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Meech Speaks. I'm your host, Demetrius Thickpen, also known as Meech Speaks. Let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Now, before we do get started, head on over to your favorite streaming platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever streaming platform that you tend to listen to this podcast on, and leave me a five-star or honest review, or do both, because this podcast deserves to grow just as much as... What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Now, before we start this episode, I do have a question. And has anybody heard that term, I'm a product of my environment? I feel like I haven't heard it in a while, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure we have all heard that term before. Now, for those who don't know, environment, you know, it, 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 it definitely plays a big factor to me. You know, and if you've been listening to the podcast for quite some time, you know that I talked about the three major things that you have to change in your life if you want to make a change for the better. And that was always going down to your environment, your habits, and your friends. You change your environment, you're going to change your friends, and then you're going to change your habits. You change your habits, you change your friends, you'll change your environment. You change your friends, you change your habits. You, it, no matter how you cut it, when you change one thing, the other two change. And just like what I mentioned earlier, I'm pretty sure everyone here has heard that term, you know, I'm a product of my environment. And it could be good and it could be bad. You know what I mean? Like imagine, and I and growing up in Detroit, Michigan, I used to hear this all the time. You know, I'm a product of my environment. You know, look what they're giving me. And I used to sit back and be like, damn, bro, like they they, they couldn't give you anything else. You 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 feel me? It wasn't no, it wasn't nothing else on the table. <laughs> you, you you feel me like 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 people used to say like I'm a product of my environment and I would I would look at the environment that we're in and I'm like bro that ain't that ain't nothing to be proud of you know and I sit back on that because imagine imagine become growing up and becoming something that your environment created when you were destined to be something else and the only reason why you didn't become that something else is because of the information that your environment gave you. Now, I'm pretty sure y'all have heard this story before. I probably have chopped and screwed it and told it a couple of times, but I got to tell it again because this episode, it really ties into this story right here. Now, my growing up, you know, being raised by a single parent, man, my mother, she did the best that she could. But before me and my sister were old enough to watch ourselves, we had to go to my grandmother's house. And me and my sister had to go over there every summer when there wasn't no school. Oh, my God. Now, for those who don't understand, like, my grandmother is, I could tell that she didn't like kids. You you feel me? Like, I can tell that she didn't like kids. And now that I'm an adult, I, I sympathize with her because, like, kids, kids too much. But back then, I just couldn't stand her because I used to be like, bro, like, I can't stand going over Granny's house. Granny's so damn mean. She don't like us touching stuff. She don't let us do anything. She wants us to sit down, sit still. And it just used to irritate me. And I remember, right, my grandmother one summer pulled me off to the side. I think I was about like seven, eight years old. Pulls me off to the side. And she says, Demetrius, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
you know, I, I like that. I liked it working in the, you know, I liked the food. I wanted to cook, you know, so I told her, I said, I wanted to open up my own restaurant. She looked at me and she said, baby, they don't make a lot of money. And I sat with that for a second. You know what I mean? Like I sat with that. And she came back two weeks later and she asked me that question again. And she said, baby, what do you want to be when you grow up? This time I had gave it some thought. You know what I mean? I gave it some thought. You know, I realized I was charismatic. Um, I like to make people laugh. So I said, you know what? I want to be a comedian. She looked at me in my face one more time and said, mm, baby, do you really want to be a joke for the rest of your life? I know she didn't do it with malice. You know what I mean? Like, I know she didn't do it with malice. And just like what I said, you end up becoming this product because the information that you're getting on your, your environment is only able to give it to you. So she's only given me the information that her environment gave to her. And we, we live in that era where, you know, you had to go to college to get a good job. And that was, that was the rule of life that was passed down through the generations. So I know she didn't do it with malice, but unknowingly what she had did was, was leave me in a state of, what's that word? I don't want to say confusion. She left me in a state of unknowingness because I would go through elementary school and not know what I wanted to be. I would go through middle school and not know what I want to be when I grow up. I, I will always tell myself that, don't worry, you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? It's probably still too early. By the time I got to high school, I started to, my heart started to beat a little bit because I'm starting to get a little nervous. You you, you see what I'm saying? Because now college is being taken into consideration. And you remember what I said that everybody got to go to college to get a good job? Well, I don't even know what the fuck I'm supposed to go to college for. You see what I'm saying? And all my peers are stressed out about what college they're going to, what's their major. You know what I mean? It came down to when we took the SATs, SAT, ACTs and SATs, and they hand me mine, and my name wasn't even on the list to take them. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I'm supposed to go and take this test to get into college. I didn't even care enough to, to fill it out because... I remember when our names did get called, I, I didn't, I didn't even budge. A couple of other people's names didn't get called either. And I remember watching their expressions, you know what I mean? And they had, you know, the expression that you would, you know, have if you came to take a test that you're, you know, essentially is going to determine your future and you can't take that test today. You got to reschedule. You know, they were upset. I wasn't. I wasn't because I didn't even know what I wanted to be. I would later find out, like, my sister knew that I wasn't going to college because she said that you never talked about it. I never heard you mention college once. And going down the route that I was going down, I only had three other options. And these are the three options that my environment was going to give me. I could either sell drugs. I could either work at the factory. Or my favorite, I could have ended up dead. I bring that story up because if I didn't join the military, 
those would have been one of my options. So when people say, you know, I'm a product of my environment, that could be real bad, depending on the environment that they grew up in. If their environment didn't provide them with any opportunities, if their environment didn't provide them with any means to grow, them being a product of that environment, that can actually be real bad. And I pride myself on being somebody in the military because one thing we as a military military members, we do, and I, you know, I try not to make this such a military podcast, you know what I mean? But one thing that separated us from our civilian counterparts was that moment when we were 18 and we decided that we were going to leave home and never look back. I granted, you know, some people that went off to college, you, you feel me, but I don't know a lot of people that was going to fucking, you know, that lived in Michigan and then they went to college and got down Florida. You know what I mean? It was always just like a local, you know, a local college within the state. You know, they're in Detroit, so they went up to Michigan State type of thing. You feel me? So I don't remember them flying across the country or any crazy shit like that. And I, I highly doubt like a lot of that happens. I'm not saying that it don't, you know, I'm pretty sure it does, but not a lot of people I knew did that. And the fact that us being in the military and we left home at such an early age to go find ourselves and to see, to step outside of our environments, that's a huge thing. That's a huge deal that we don't give ourselves credit for. You know what I mean? That's a huge thing that we do not give ourselves credit for. So I just really want to take a moment before we even finish with, get you know, dive deeper into this episode, give yourself a round of applause or at least tell yourself good job. You know what I mean? At least tell yourself good job because you did something that not a lot of people do. You feel me? And this ain't no recruiting fucking episode. This is just me telling you, you know, this is just me stating the big ass fact. But now that we talked about our environments at our home, I really want to just take a step further and ask another question. Has anybody, has anybody ever heard, has anybody ever heard the term toxic environment? I bet it's somebody right now listening to this podcast like, Meech, stop asking us these these obvious-ass questions. Like, stop asking us these rhetorical-ass questions. Yes, we've heard what a toxic environment is. It's somebody right now driving that's probably saying like, Meech, I work in a toxic environment. Trust me, I know exactly what it is. I hear that, too. I hear that. Hell yeah, I hear that. And... I bring that up because, you know, we, we we throw that term around a lot, you know, and for some of us, they do actually work in a toxic environment. And when we talk about toxic work environments, one of the biggest things that I feel like constitutes or, or, or what is what considers a toxic work environment is the environment where, you know, obviously that you hate going to an environment where your value of self is no longer there, an uh, environment where you no longer, they don't, they take more than what they pour into. Those are things that I I feel like are grounds to say like, hey, I work in a toxic environment. You know what I mean? But what if, what if we're not saying it correctly? What if we're not telling the whole truth on that? And what I mean by that is, is that you may work in a toxic environment, but the thing about that environment is, is that even if you change that environment, even if you changed the environment, you know what I mean? It would still be the same. Even if you changed your environment, you would still it would still be the same. 
because the way that we look at environment, we look at environment as the best way that I can describe it is, is outside is the environment. You know what I mean? The weather, the climate conditions, the, the soil, the ground, whatever the fuck. That's the environment. The inhabitants of the environment is actually what's creating the toxic environment. You don't believe me? Do me a favor. Step into an empty room. And when you step in that empty room, you're going to notice something. You're going to notice that that room's not doing anything to you. It's not yelling at you. It's not demoralizing you. It's not making you feel this big. It's not taking from you. The room might be cold. You know what I mean? It might be a little empty. But outside of that, that room's not doing anything to you. Matter of fact, you think I'm playing. Step outside. Now you outside in the wild. Now once again, the sun might be a little bright. It might be a little cold. It might rain. But outside of the climate things, that environment's not doing anything to you. The inhabitants, the inhabitants, those are the ones that are doing something to you. Crazy thing is, is that we don't remember what something did. We don't remember that. You go somewhere and you you won't remember what it did necessarily. And if you do remember what it did, it's because it's associated to something else. And that's how it made you feel. We remember how it made us feel. People create the toxic environment. You can take any fucking place, any great place, put it somewhere shitty. You know what I mean? It'll still be a great place because of the inhabitants. But you can take a shitty place, right? Like you can take a bad place. I use 29 Palms, for example. I use Yuma, for example. I use some random fucking place in the desert or up north in the fucking Arctic. You grab that motherfucker and you throw it somewhere where everything around it is prospering. But if the inhabitants are in it, right? Like if the inhabitants that are in that environment are still shitty people, then that environment will still be a shitty person. And everyone there, right, will feel shitty because it's the people. It's not necessarily the environment. So when we say that we work in a toxic environment, we really need to start saying that I work around shitty people. I work around toxic people. That's what I'm really, that's my current situation. It's not the environment. The environment's not doing anything to me. It's the fact that I work around toxic people that are creating this environment. You see what I'm saying? That's taking from this environment. That's what we got to start saying. And I, I bring that up, right? Because one of the biggest things that, one of the biggest things that really makes or breaks that environment is the value of self. You know what I mean? Like the value of self. So now that when we talk about working around toxic people, we have to talk about how it diminishes our value. See, a lot of times, like the worst thing that you can do is work in. It's one thing to work in an environment where there's no lateral, there's no, there's no growth. 
You know what I mean? As far as promotion wise, that's that's one thing because you'll be like this, like dog, like I I I gotta go somewhere where I gotta where I can get some more money. You know what I mean? Like that's that that that's one thing. It's another when you work around people that do not see your value. And I've been sitting on this one for quite for 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 a week now. You know, imagine working around a bunch of people that have one set of skills and you don't have those skills. If this was any other job, you would probably get fired. I hear that. I hear that. But for a lot of us, we're in the military. And you know that if you're if you're not valuable, you will be they will let you know that you are not valuable. You will be constantly reminded of the value that you lack. And a good example of this is is the hammer in the kitchen. And when I say the hammer in the kitchen, man, I really want you to understand like a hammer, a hammer is a great tool. You feel me? It can not. It can put a nail in a board. It can pull a nail out of a board. It can also put a motherfucker down, depending on how you use it. And when you think about where a hammer would be at, it would probably be somewhere in a mechanic shop, somewhere with a handyman, somewhere with other tools. If you see a hammer, you can expect you know some building to happen. Perfect, right? Now imagine that hammer in the kitchen. What the fuck is that hammer doing? It can't flip anything. It can't grill anything. You can't use a hammer to cook. And when you do decide to use that hammer, it's for one only, it's for one thing. And that's what that hammer was made to do. Smash. But how many times are you smashing things? You know what I mean? Like how many times are you tenderizing something? And over time, you start to, you know, see less and less value of that hammer. I bring that up to say this. In the wrong environment, even the greatest tool will be useless. And I'll say that again. In the wrong environment, right? Even the greatest tool will be useless. I've been sitting on that for about a week now. Because I have worked in an environment where, you know, my strongest assets, they are not being used. And as I, I, you know, I'm mirror walking with you as I share this experience, because I I remember when I came up there, you know, I was under the impression that, okay, this is how everything is operating. These are the skills that you need. This is what I bring to the table. And then when you get to the table, you realize that there's no room. Or there's no place for the thing that you have brought. You ever went to a potluck or a cookout and you showed up late and realized there ain't no place for the food that you brought? So they tell you to go put it over there. And because you put it over there, you feel me? Ain't nobody else noticing what you brought so it just goes unnoticed. That's what it felt like, to be honest with you. That's what it felt like. To go unnoticed. And because you do not have the skills that you need to survive in this environment, you go straight into survival mode. And you beat yourself up, right? Like you beat yourself up. You beat yourself up for not having the skills that you didn't even know that you were supposed to have. And I'll say that one more time. You beat yourself up for not having the skills that you didn't even know that you were supposed to have. 
And as you're trying to acquire these skills, because once again, if you was at a regular job, you would probably just get it. You know, they would let you go or they wouldn't even hire you. But because we're in the military and we have to survive in these environments where they tell us to adapt and overcome. You're trying to acquire these skills to survive in this environment. Meanwhile, the skills that you do have. Right. You know what I mean? Your million dollar skills. That you were designed for. They go unnoticed. They get put in the wayside. They get put in the back seat because you you don't need these skills right now. You don't need these skills right now. In fact, you get frustrated at what you have because you don't because that's not what you need. And I say that it over time it diminishes your value because when you feel like you don't have anything. What do you think you're going to look at yourself? How how do you think you're going to look at yourself? When you feel like you don't have anything, when you feel like you don't bring anything to the table, if they held up a mirror and saw you, right? And you saw yourself, what are you going to say? How do you think you're going to feel about yourself? The same way that you feel like you have nothing, you're going to see nothing. And see, and that's really, see that really, that's the worst thing about working in a toxic environment. Is that you have great skills, but the skills do not work in that environment. And because they do not work in that environment, you have to acquire new skills. And that is not something that you just pick up, you know, overnight. It's something that happens in a month, two months, three months, a year two years. Next thing you know, you're at the end of your term and you finally have acquired the skills that you needed in order to survive your environment. But you've been through this tunnel of survival this entire time that you don't even realize what all has happened. Albert Einstein once said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its entire life believing that it's stupid. And I love that quote because I feel like everybody does have a skill. Everybody does have a skill. And although I sit back and I'll talk about toxic environments, you know, I also take into consideration that what if, you know, and just hear me out. What if you got there too early? You know what I mean? Like, what if you got there a little too early? Am I the only one that believes in like divine time? And I bet it's somebody right now that probably said, Meech, I swear to God, if you say one more obvious thing on this episode, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm saying things that I don't I don't expect everybody to know. But, it, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody's tracking divine timing. You know, everything happens on purpose for purpose. You know, you you go through hard times, you know, for a reason. To strengthen something that you didn't know that you needed to strengthen. To pull something out that you didn't know that you needed to work on. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm also a firm believer that sometimes you might arrive too early. Or sometimes you might show up too late. And as we come to the third half of this episode. Like, you know, the final part of this episode. As you sit in that environment and you start to realize like, damn man, like this environment You know, I don't do anything for this environment or this environment is not growing me. Take into consideration, maybe you have gotten here a little too early. All right, like, hear me out. Just hear me out. What if you've gotten there a little too early? A lot of times, like, we show up somewhere and 
when we show up, you know, that place or that thing or that person is going through some changes in their lives. So we only see them during those times of change. And because this is the only impression that we have, this is what we base our entire perception of them off of or off uh, off the environment because they're going through a time of change. Maybe you have arrived into an environment, right, that's going through a change. I know y'all have heard that before. You feel me? Like, although I'm talking about environments, this shit can really get switched over to relationships. You know what I mean? Like, like you ain't met, you, you, you ain't never met somebody and and you know they would be a good match for you, but but because they um you know what I mean they just lacking maturity right now they can't love you properly properly, they they can't handle you right now, and then you see that person later on in life like a couple of years later and all of a sudden they the exact person that you needed them to be, we ain't never came across something like that before, you ain't never come across an artist. And and at, during this time, like you was like, nah, I ain't really fucking with them. Next thing you know, I don't know, a couple of months later, a couple of weeks go by, a couple of years go by, you hear that exact same artist, that exact same song, and all of a sudden that bitch hitting. Because you got there too early. Because you wasn't in the emotional state to receive it just yet. You wasn't in the mental state to receive it just yet. You wasn't in the physical state to receive it just yet. So why is it that you can't give that exact same courtesy to your environment? You know what I mean? Maybe it's, it is it is the right place for you. You know what I mean? Maybe your environment is the right place for you. It just got, you just got there early. It's going through some changes right now. We changing personnel around. And I bring that up because that is, that did happen to me. Where I look around and I'm like, damn, if I would have got here two years, you know, two years later, I would have loved it. I'd have loved being here. And as you sit back on that, man, like it's a sad feeling. It's a bittersweet feeling because, yeah, you're finally starting to have a good time. You're finally happy. You finally don't hate where you're going. But then you realize that your time there is almost over. But I need you to hear me out real quick. Because everything happens for a reason, right? Everything happens on purpose, for a purpose, right? Come on now. The reason why you got there early, maybe you were supposed to go through what you needed to go through because now the timing, right? Your environment, you think that you, you know, you were waiting to get to your environment. You think that you were waiting to get to your thing. But the thing is, is that that thing was waiting for you. Can I talk my shit? Can I talk my shit on this episode for a second? Hear me out. We might be sitting back thinking that we got too early. We got there too early. Maybe we got there on time. We just as a person were just too early. We weren't mature enough yet for it. You feel me? We weren't weren't ready to receive it just yet. The purpose that we were supposed to serve in that environment, because just like what I mentioned earlier, everything happens on purpose for a purpose, right? And although you have came to somewhere where you don't like and you have survived it all this time, but now here you are sitting in this place and you're saying to yourself like, damn, if I would have gotten here a little bit, you know what I mean? Like two years earlier, I ought to be doing good. What if? Just hear me out now. What if? You weren't ready to make the changes 
two years ago? What if you weren't ready to bring value two years ago? What if you hadn't matured two years ago and you needed all of that so that way you can impact your environment in a way that it needed to be impacted now? What if that, that you had to wait those two years for this moment right here? Because somebody else, let me come on now, like somebody else is showing up and they need your guidance. They need your experience. They need your expertise because they got a purpose that they need to serve. And it's a grand scheme and you a part of that scheme. Come on now. What if you wasn't mentally ready and you got some things in your life and you needed to come here, right? To fine tune, to harden. Because you about to receive another opportunity within your life. And, and you needed this right here. You needed this moment of adversity. Because if you were in a state of comfort, you would have turned that opportunity down. I know you motherfuckers have missed a Know what I'm talking about when I say missed the opportunity before. And you missed the opportunity because you were good where you were at. But right now you feel like you're not good where you're at. So you're like, fuck it, I'm going to take that opportunity. And that, be, and that turns out to be the best opportunity for you. I just want to apologize, man, and just say, like, I ain't mean to call y'all motherfuckers, bro. Like, I ain't, I ain't mean that, bro. Like, I really got caught up in myself. That's on me. I really got caught up in myself. But I, I really, like, I really want you to take into consideration when we talk about, you know what I mean? Like, like, like a toxic environment. And I keep saying it and I just can't stress it out, man. Like everything happens for a purpose on purpose. And yeah, man, like there is that, that's a real thing. But understand, man, is that your environment, that's only 40%. The inhabitants, they make up the other 60 of how you truly feel. And as we close this episode, man, I just really want to leave you with some things real quick. Can I just leave you with some things? Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. You, you beating yourself up for skills that you didn't know you needed to have. Be kind to others. Because just because you went through it, right? Don't mean that they have to go through it. Appreciate what you have now. Like, please be mindful. Like you, you stuck. In a, a state of survival. You were stuck in that for two years. And now here you are and you're coming out of that state. And you're saying to yourself like, damn, man. Am I allowed to be happy? What if it goes wrong? What if it falls apart? What if it goes back to how it used to be? We need to all be on red alert. Enjoy, and let me rephrase, live in the present moment now. 
You spent so long saying how much you hate this place. You spent so long saying how much you hate this place. And now this place is now slowly turning into something that you don't hate. And you don't know where to put that hate anymore. Release that hate. Release it. Because you got there early. And now that you have become the person that you needed to be, it's time for you to serve the purpose that you were supposed to serve when you got there. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Now, do me a favor. If you're on Apple or Spotify, don't forget to leave a five-star review for this podcast. And lastly, hit that subscribe button because this podcast deserves to grow just like